Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. To seek an interpretation of the scope and effect of Article 94 And that is what the, the, the court rendered on the 17th of, of, of May. So really and truly, if you go deeper, it is not the court that said there is not a member of parliament. But the Supreme Court was given an opportunity, based on all the facts that were before them, that the nullification of the, of the election of honorable persons, you know, conform to Article 94 to The Supreme Court said yes. He said that uh, his election was unconstitutional and therefore declared null and void because at the time that he filed his nomination to protest under the ticket of the NBC, he was not eligible because he held the Canadian status. Now, the nominee was also attained to explain the workings of the Supreme Court when it comes to matters of this nature. Now, she said, for instance, that when a matter is heard by the Supreme Court, go into conference and they consider their serious proceedings. And after every position is considered, depending on the decision, the president of the, the presiding justice of the court will nominate one person to write judgment on behalf of all of them. Or sometimes in instances, she said it, that in some instances you may have two or three people write different components of the judgment and then they piece it together as the decision of the court. So in this particular instance, we had justices of the Supreme Court sitting on this matter. It's fairly over by Justice Bonzote and, uh, and, and other justices. So I'll find it very difficult, just like all of us in the majority, that assuming without admitting that there is something wrong, the reasoning, of, 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 of the court in this particular matter, uh, Justice Chitokono should be held responsible for, for that. That's not to say that the Supreme Court is doing anything at all, but assuming without admitting that that is the case, it will be unfair for, you know, for her to be held responsible for a decision of the Supreme Court. Mm. And I'm grateful for your time. That's uh, MP4 Gushegu Hassan Tampoli wrapping up uh, top story. And we know that the implication possibly may be a by-election uh, that will definitely come up with the India Sin North constituency. And speaking of by-election, it's uh, been triggering the national conversation. And that will be featuring on 
Ghana Connect, which is uh, coming up shortly with Evans Mesa. And Evans, the focus is not just on the political class. No, of course but not. But even I mean, the voters as well. I mean, this week you reported the, again on the by-election again reports of vote by. We, we covered the uh, NDC primaries. Same uh, suggestions made again. The um, 40 Ghana cities. Yeah, etc. Et <laughs> I mean, but you, sometimes you get tired of the accusations against politicians, mm-hmm. etc. But what about us as citizens? Yeah. Well, what is our responsibility in all this? Because when you listen to politicians, mm-hmm. they tell you that they do it because there's an expectation um, from the mm-hmm. citizens for mm-hmm. them to do this. Mm-hmm. And that if there's no expectation, <laughs> you know, then they may not be forced to do it. The, the delegates call it the cocoa season. Exactly. I'm sure you've heard that. <laughs> exactly. You know, so we need to probably have a conversation. It just, you know, this is what Ghana Connect does. Do an introspection. Um, take the politicians out of the way and let's do an introspection ourselves. Uh, what is our role in all this? Mm-hmm. We're always complaining that, you know, that you know, there's vote buying, etc. But But what about our role in this? We'll talk to a politician who tells you that, well, if you go to the delegates, mm-hmm. you go to the voter, mm-hmm. And you have great ideas, you know, great ideas. We're not winning the election. Well, what will is your resources, yeah. how much money you can bring to the table. That's a conversation that we must have. And Citizens Women Abroad will connect for that conversation indeed here on Ghana Connect. So yes, a citizen's introspection of how we have conspired to make our democracy all about elections and little about what happens after we have voted, fueling a situation where elections are not about the best ideas, but about the guy and the party with the most resources. Now this week, the MPP won the Kumu by election by a landslide. But that election, like the NDC presidential and parliamentary primaries before, had complaints of voter inducement. Um, it's very pathetic. It's, it's a very sad day because people deliberately buying votes, buying people's future for 50 cities, for 20 cities. The, our recommendation starts with the, vote, uh, the voting public. Let's not be deceived that politicians will change if they offer money to you in return for their vote. So instead of focusing on political parties and politicians, isn't the problem really about the citizen and not really about the politician? Tonight, citizens home and abroad will connect for some introspection to explore. the break 
ever visited a shop, picked a whole basket of provisions, toiletries, and very essential things you need, battled a long queue to finally pay, only to be told... <laughs> can't pay to a merchant number. The way that thing they pay, eh? But with Vodafone Cash, there is no problem. Now, on Vodafone Cash, you can pay all merchants on all networks. Easy peasy. And you're straight. And you're direct. And you're sharp. From your Vodafone Cash wallet to any merchant number on other networks. So, whether you are buying provisions or fuel, medication or food, whatever the service or need, just pay conveniently from Vodafone Cash to any merchant number. Simply dial star 110 hash to make payment to merchants on other networks today. Vodafone. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. A sky swimming pool, gourmet outdoor restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best and when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Pack Kitchen Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Sayer pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack, just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. During a shopping experience, does your heart beat fast when you make a payment? Followed by a tight squeeze in your chest when you receive a debit alert? Then you suddenly get sweaty when you see what's left in your account? <laughs> now, you can get more out of paying by tapping into rewards with Visa. Enjoy 10% cash back on 1,000 Ghana cities spend or more in at least 5 contactless transactions. So you can enjoy more of the things you love. Tap to pay with Visa everywhere you want to be. Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On a range virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. 
Ma'am, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101 And you're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensa, and tonight on the show. It's a citizen's introspection of how we have conspired as citizens to make our democracy all about elections and little about what happens after we have voted. And we know that has often fueled a situation where elections are not about the best ideas, but about the guy and the party with the most resources. Now, complaints of voter inducement has littered our elections. The Kumu by elections this week is the latest example of this. Um, it's very pathetic. It's, it's a very sad day. 
because people deliberately buying votes, buying people's future for 50 cities, for 20 cities. I'm saddened for what happened and for what it means for Ghana politics and for what it means for our youth and for what it means for the youth of Kumewu. That's why I'm saddened. That you had people about two meters away, two, uh, about 200 meters away from the venue where the elections were going on and they were dishing out cash to people. Two weeks ago, it was the NDC presidential and parliamentary primaries where one aspirant was seen openly throwing cash in the air. Some within her own party were not happy. They don't conduct elections this way. Not even in Nigeria, where there's a lot of cash in the system. And or she mistook what we're doing in the primaries as, as a social gathering. So if you campaign finance, if you spend money this way. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I mean, not targeted in any way. You, you have no way of knowing whether those people milling around, around here are delegates at all. Yeah. Well, this week, on the back of all the conversations we've had on how our, you know, democracy has become solely dependent on elections and then the next uh, four years become... A, a, a simple play for the politicians. The Ghana Integrity Initiative offered a very interesting prognosis of the problem. They spinned it around and, and focused on the role of the citizen, the role of the voter in encouraging this particular behavior. Listen to Michael Buidu, who is a fundraising manager of the Ghana Integrity Initiative. Um, it's very pathetic. It's, it's a very sad day. Because people deliberately buying the Our recommendation starts with the vote, uh, the voting public. Let's not be deceived that politicians will change if they offer money to you in return for their vote. Let's wise up. And to the politicians, I think we need to change because you see, the Ghanaian, the average Ghanaian is getting desperate for development. Convincing them and sharing ideas is the way to go. So it's about ideas. But you heard um, Mr. Boydou who makes the point that citizens of voter, they have a role to play. What's your own response when an attempt is made to you and the politicians? Today, we want to forget about them for a second, right? Let's just have the introspection ourselves. If you're listening to us tonight and you want to get involved in this conversation about ourselves, uh, you want to join us, feel free to do so. 055 is the WhatsApp line. And indeed, we're also on Twitter, uh, so you can find us there. Uh, just go to the Joy997 page on Twitter. My own handle is at Noete. You can hit me up and, and share your thoughts on this conversation. I know many of you have been talking about this for years. Let's do the introspection now. Connecting uh, with us uh, via Zoom and uh, on also via phone. Uh, Michael Buidi, uh, you heard him uh, speak there. Very interesting uh, prognosis of the problem, uh, talking about the role of the voter. Uh, he's a fundraising manager at the Ghana Integrity Initiative. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Um, please unmute for me, uh, all of yeah. you. Hey, Michael, I can hear you. Greg, thanks for connecting with us here on, on Ghana Connect. <clears throat> Very well. Good evening, um, good evening, Evans, and good evening to your listeners. And if you are uh, viewing, good evening to you, uh, uh, viewer. 
Great. Uh, also joining us is Anthony Julius. He's a former Nukes General Secretary, and I'm very interested to hear his thoughts on this because many say um, you see the traits right from the student politics uh, days, and and he's joining me with that with that sense. Also, he's also aspiring to be a politician, um, and so he can give us some very interesting perspectives on this. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Julius. Julius, please unmute for me. Uh, let me hear you. Okay, uh, we'll get Julius's attention pretty soon. Uh, Julius is joining us uh, also uh, on Zoom. Uh, Efo Dela is a blogger. He's uh, uh, a friend of the show. Hello, Efo. <coughs> Efo, please unmute. I can see. I can see you. Please unmute for me. Hello. Hey, Hello. great to have you connecting oh, with us again. Um, I, I know this is a subject that everybody talks about, so I'm 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 looking forward to connecting with you, uh, and and I want to bring in uh, two connectors who are connecting one from the US and one from the UK. I mean, these two countries hold themselves out as the, you know, the, the democracies that we need to emulate. Okay, so maybe how differently are they doing it there? But they also Ghanaians, they've tasted here and they're tasting there too. What, what, what really accounts for uh, the situation in both countries, UK and US, where the citizens are citizens and not only spectators. They, they don't live to vote on a particular day and just, you know, take a, a back seat. Let's connect to the U.S. now. George is connecting from Georgia. Hello, George. Uh, please unmute for me, George. And also connecting from the U.K. is a friend of mine who have disappeared for a while and has decided to resurface today for a good conversation. It's always a delight to hear you, Foss. Hello, Foss. Good evening, um, Evans, and uh, good evening to your listeners and uh, those of you online um, viewing as well. Good evening to you. Um, it's good to be part on your show again. I know you keep saying I disappear. You also disappear, Evans. So it's not only me. It's a two-way street. Well, thankfully, we've both been found here on Ghana Connect tonight. So <laughs> great to have you. Uh, great to have you, Force. Uh, listen, joining us, uh, also connecting tonight, is Ras Mubaraki, is the former member of parliament for Kumbungu. And actually... He was a candidate in the just-ended parliamentary primary for the uh, NDC and lost. Hello, Ras. Evans, hey. good to hear from you again. Great to, great to, great to have you uh, connecting with us, uh, Ras. And, and I'm looking forward to your view on this conversation because you've been there as an MP. You've run and lost. And so you bring to this conversation a very interesting perspective. Is George on from Georgia? Okay. Yeah, George is on. Hey, George, nice to connect again. Uh, on this, listen. I, I, I want to start from. Uh, I want to start with Michael. Michael, it, it, with with the GI, you made that point we played earlier. You thought the voter, the citizen, also has a role to play in dealing with this problem. But w w expand on that thought for me. Very well. So, um, Evans, you know, if you look very very often, we had focused a lot on the. Um, at uh, section 240, 241, 249, which uh, exp exposes how wrong or the criminal, the sins that political or public officers commit when they, they engage in uh, electoral practices. But very little is, is discussed about 5510 uh, of the Constitution, which says that subject to the provision of this Constitution, every citizen of voting rights has the right to participate in political activity intended to influence the composition and policies of government. Now, it, the operative word is the right to participate. Now, if citizens allow that right to be diluted, 
or influence or bought with 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 uh, money or other material gains then what happens is that they lose that right to influence the composition and policies of government they equally lose the right to hold government accountable because they have mortgaged that right for resources and that is what we elaborated or i, I discussed earlier Interesting. Uh, Ross, you have been in the thick of things. You've been a member of parliament. You're a politician. You ran again recently. Do you agree with the view that they, the citizen have a far more significant role to play in this particular problem, either any solution or its continued existence as a challenge? Well, there's absolutely no doubt about the fact that um, we live in a country where the citizens tend to, you know, cede their right to hold politicians to accounts. You know, you have instances as recent as uh, Kumeu last week, you know, where we saw incidences of uh, vote buying. And um, obviously, if, you know, people could buy the votes of citizens as with as little as 50 cities, it tells you that uh, we have quite a crisis on our hands. You know, um, over the years, obviously, politicians have, you know, being at the receiving end of the flak. But the reality is that where do these politicians come from? These politicians are members of our own old schools. They are members of our churches and mosques. They come from within our communities. And so clearly, if the politics is wrong, it means the people who have been given the constitutional mandate um, to vote for, you know, honest politicians are reneging, you know, on their role as citizens, you know, and that is reflected in the quality of uh, representation. And I think the sooner all of us, especially the political class, you know, uh, take this issue seriously, the better for us, so that uh, we begin to have more education of the public on the need to actually vote based on um, a certain conviction about candidates' own ability to be proper representatives. Currently, as we speak, um, you know, elections in in many of the parties are very, very expensive. You know, people tend to pay a lot of money to get elected to parliament and other political offices. And then when they do get to parliament, you know, you tend to see instances where people don't sit in the chamber because uh, they have to be out there, you know, uh, to look for whatever monies that um, they invested in an election, and even if it's and it's it's worse if their party is in government, because um, if you have people who tend to be financed and sponsored, you know, uh, by people to buy votes, it reflects in the quality of representation. It reflects in the seriousness of ministers to do, you know, um, uh, the public bidding and not the the the, the people who got them in. You know, so um, it's a major crisis. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, um, you, you say that. Let me ask you a direct question and I'll bring the others in. So it's a crisis, mm -hmm. but in terms of diagnosing, because if you don't diagnose it properly, you, you prescribe wrong solutions, right? In terms of diagnosing yeah. it, where will you place the bulk of the challenge? Is it the quality of citizen we have or the politicians are really at the heart? What, what, in, in swinging that pendulum in terms of where the real issue is so we can tackle it, is it more towards well, the citizen side or towards the politician side? To be brutally blunt, if you have, um, you know, selfish and ignorant citizens, 
you're going to end up with um, selfish and ignorant politicians. You know, a lot of the citizenry uh, don't know why they must take part in the uh, democratic process. And you tend to see even, you know, um, the most educated amongst our society, you know, falling prey to some of these things. And I, I strongly believe that we can embark on a serious, you know, um, public advocacy campaign from the school system because really and truly and, and, people and, and, and Russ, I'll come to the solutions because I think you just offered one but I want to go back to the your your brutally frank assessment which is that if you have say that again for me, I don't want to paraphrase because I think that's powerful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, so the point is that um, if, if you have um, selfish and ignorant citizens you're going to end up with a selfish and ignorant politician hold, hold, that, hold that thought hold, hold that know. thought hold that thought George do you agree with that assessment? And George is connecting from the uh, Georgia, by the way. No, absolutely, I do. And that has been what the politicians have used to um, continually prey on the citizenry. This is not mainly on the citizenry. This is um, a lack of effort on the part of the politicians and the political class to try to educate the masses. Ghana's um, literacy rate is not that high. I will put it at, let's say, 40%. So 60% are illiterates. They need to be educated. And it was at a certain point in time, there were cars that used to drive through villages, announcing policies. When um, we were going to go to the Fourth Republic and the referendum was going to be done, there were cars that used to go through villages playing the reason why the people should go and vote in the local dialect so that the uneducated can understand the reason why they have to go and vote right after that everybody has stopped doing that so now these people that are going to vote don't even understand why they are going to vote so when politicians go to them they prey on the ignorance that they have and the ignorance was not created by them it has been created by the political class so ras I beg to differ when you say that an ignorant and selfish citizenry produces ignorant and selfish um, politicians. politicians. It's the other, yeah, it's, it's the other way. It's, 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 yeah, no, 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 I'm coming. It's the, it's the other way around. It's selfish politicians that know that the people are ignorant and continue to keep them ignorant so that they will continue to produce those selfish politicians and that is that is that is what burdens my heart and that is what makes me sad okay George just a second I I know you said a lot and I, I know there's more so please pause and I, I saw somebody else wanted to chip in uh, Ras also stay with me because I know you also have a comeback but Ras just a second too I want to bring in others and I I had somebody else wanted to chip in whilst uh, George was making that very important point yeah, I, I was saying, I was saying that the, the the point made by Raz is is factual. The citizens are extremely selfish sometimes. During the Umewu election, which is the most recent issue that we can make reference to, I heard some of them in media interviews saying that they will vote for the highest bidder. There were some of them also who were displaying gross, you know, ignorance in their utterances. You wonder sometimes if it's ignorance or it's just a mental issue because you, you ask somebody what her assessment of government's performance 
in her constituency is. The person tells you point blank that she's completely disappointed, disoriented by how things are going, but her mind is twinned to vote for a, a particular political party. And she would never change her mind to go either for the independent candidate or another political party, that she must stick with that political party. That is the bit of the ignorance. Then the bit of the selfishness is where citizens are willing to trade their mandate for, 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 for five cities, for 10 cities. And if the politician knows this, no matter how genuine your intentions are, if you enter an election, you are placed in a predicament such that you must fight to win at all costs. Because no matter how genuine your intentions are, you must win to even let those intentions come into fruition. Beyond letting the intentions come into fruition, no one enters elections and wants to lose. Because even if you will not be able to achieve the things you set out to achieve, you don't want your ego bruised when you enter into an election. So if you have such <laughs> citizens, who are the ones who are supposed to determine where this direction, uh, which direction this country goes to? Determine what they do with their mandate on basis of my mind has been tuned to vote for this party no matter what they do. And if they keep doing the wrong thing, then my best option is to sit at home. I will not even weigh the alternative to see. I will not weigh the independent candidate. I will not weigh the other political party candidate. I'll rather sit at home. But if that political party comes in a short moment and gives me crap, I will go and queue and vote for them again. I just can't understand. Okay. So anybody who makes any assertion that the situation is only a creation of politicians, the person will be making a gross mistake. Okay, Julius, this is good. Let me bring in Force. I saw Force. 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 I saw you there with with with, with an attempt to, to come in. Let me hear you now. Um, Julius, uh, Evans, thank you very much, and I like the fact that Julius is saying something. And then, in a way, I beg to differ. And my approach to this is: this tells us about how, honestly, woefully, the media has disappointed the whole nation. The whole country has been woefully disappointed by the media because the media's first one of the media's important role is to educate the citizens it doesn't just boil onto the politicians to actually uh, educate the citizens alone the media is meant to follow up on real issues and bring it to the best so the real citizens can actually appreciate what has been happening in their constituencies and even even in local local elections as they tend to have in the UK, we have local issues. Not everything is national issues. For example, you're talking about the just ended Kumaru elections. What happened? They went there to actually go and do the Kumaru roads. And these things happened overnight. The Kumaru roads are local to Kumaru people. So why did they not question where was the money or why did they not question why the roads had not been done so the recent election came into being. Are you talking, about the, are you talking about the electorate? You mean the voters the in Kumeu? Okay. No, the voters there. Why did they not question? And, and to me, it boils down to the type of news that is being disseminated to those local people. How, what, what are the local community radios doing to them? Are they actually educating people? My biggest problem, and even I always come to this your, your program and I talk about the lack of education from the media houses. We've created loads of media houses that are not fit for purpose. We've politicized, yes, there is the need to politicize some media houses, but the local issues has to be dealt with by the media houses. I get it. There are loads of ignorance, and it all dials down to value. 
do we place value on the vote? Who did that? The, 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 the buyer said, okay, I value your vote of 50 CDs. I'll give you 50 CDs. And the person who doesn't know what that is worth, it's just like Asgarda, with, with what we do with our river bodies. We don't value them. So we could do anything and then dig anywhere and do anything to this. And this boils down to education, 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 but the right kind of education. And that is what we're not doing. Okay, so, so you, and we keep mm. going round in circles and trying to find blame. This is not blame. I blame the media houses because if you come to Ghana now, in Accra alone, there are 40 radio stations. What substance are they teaching the, 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 the people in Accra? Tell me one educative program that actually helps the listenership to learn, apart from bashing one another. Mm, interesting uh, dimension there. Uh, Ethel, where, where do you stand on this conversation? First, we're trying to diagnose a problem, right? I mean, uh, forces introduce a third angle to this. Let's try and fix the media. If they educate the electorate and they know their rights, uh, they will not, for example, be prepared just to take 50 CDs or rice or whatever it is and just hand their sovereignty to one individual, one political party. Well, where do you stand, Ethel? I am slightly leaning towards um, George's opinion, but I'm going to give a slight twist to it. I think that our institutions are not strong enough to make some of these things work. So I'm going to give an example. When I was in primary school, I attended a school called Bishop Bowers, and my class, when I was in class one and class two, was somewhere beside the football field. And crossing the football field was the shortest path to my classroom. And I'm a kid, my legs are small. It didn't make sense for me to go around the football field. But there were rules that were made that if you cross the football field, you'll be punished. And I didn't understand it, but I did it anyway because I didn't want to be punished. When when I grew up, I knew that it didn't make sense to walk across lawns because the lawns were being preserved for other like other reasons but as a kid i didn't understand that i felt that they were making my life uncomfortable but now as an adult i wouldn't cross lawns because this is a behavior i have built in the past the vote buying is an issue that has been occurring for a long time and i feel like the parties themselves have done a disincentive to themselves by not punishing candidates who buy votes if like you can't see that the party doesn't know this candidate is buying votes. On the day, a certain candidate is distributing money, which there should be a rule that says that if you are caught distributing money, you don't stand the election. If you are buying votes, you don't. Like, there are are laws that do, but they are not being enforced. And I'm saying, and if you remember when Obama was here, he said something about we need stronger institutions than stronger men. If the institutions are making it impossible for you to get away with these things, you won't be doing it. And if you're not doing it, then the people are not going to, like, like if everybody is not giving money because everybody's afraid they're going to be punished, then the electorates cannot say that they're not going to vote for anybody because nobody's giving out money. The, the, the people who are giving out the money are not being punished. And if you are giving me free money, um, Evans, if you give me free money, the way the economy is, my conscience is not that strong that I'm going to resist free money. If the minimum wage in Ghana is 14 CDs and you are giving me 40 CDs, that is more than the minimum wage in Ghana. I would take it like if I were a minimum wage earner. And you have to admit that most of the people in the country who like the majority of the people are somewhere close to minimum wage. So you are making it difficult for them to not accept this money. We should make the institution stronger. We should punish people who are giving us money. In other countries, 
There are election rules that question the finances of people uh-huh. who finance the elections and then the politicians. If you are giving out money, we should find out where you are getting that money from. We have your tax record. Can you afford this money? If yes, why are you giving it out? That is not an election practice that should be done. And the people should be punished. And when you, once you are doing those things, once you start from that place, people will fall in line. Like I said, when I was a kid and I wanted to cross the lawn, I didn't understand why they were preventing me from getting to the, my classroom in the shortest possible way. When I grew up, I understood that laws were not. But at the time when those laws were being passed, they were difficult for me. But I learned them, they became a habit. So if you make these laws, you enforce them, it becomes a habit. And over time, we build a culture. Cultures are built by enforced laws. People do not suddenly get up and become good citizens. Yeah, it you have to enforce it. Laws, okay. laws are made which enforce a certain culture. When we, uh, At the World Cup, you remember the Japan and Korea um, fans picking their rubbish. And these habits did not build up continuously because somebody did something and that person was punished so severely that other people saw it and realized that it is a disservice for them to do it. And over time, it became a habit. It became a habit. So, so you, you've also brought in this, another dimension, which is the institutions. I want to go back to Ras and then I'll hear from Michael and then George again. Um, Ras, what, interact with George for me. He disagrees with your stance on the matter because you flipped it on the citizens. But we share your thoughts and, and interact with him briefly for me whilst we begin to now explore. So there are many positions on this. So how do we begin to deal with it? But let me hear from you, Eras. Well, well the, 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 the reality is that um, these politicians, as George sought to lay the blame on, uh, come from amongst us, you know, as I indicated earlier. They are our church members. They are our schoolmates. They are our mosque, you know, uh, members and, and the rest of I'm it. Sorry, live... I'm sorry, Raz. Sorry to interrupt you, Raz. It's that, that, that statement, it, it doesn't boil down that. So our so-called religious environment that we're leaving are actually churning out wrong people. Is that what you're trying to say? That's exactly what I'm saying. Because where, where, where do these dishonest politicians come from? They come from our communities. <laughs> they come from our schools. They are our schoolmates. You know? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so, so, well, oh, 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 sorry. I know you meant to interrupt. No, with go you. ahead. I'll just, I'll just, honestly, because no, go ahead, this, this, no, honestly, because this this is the reason why. This is the reason because he he, um, um, he brought he he said something, and these same people are going to be held in churches that they won an election, even though they won it really wrongly, and nobody stands up to these people. Nobody stands up to these people because it's, it's seen as the norm. I've, I've seen a few videos where politicians, so-called politicians, throwing money in the air. And their party people said nothing. Their people around said nothing. Their so-called neck said nothing. Does, doesn't that they rather make Raz's point that the people themselves are the problems? Because if you are the majority no. and the political oh, class no, no, are no, 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 And nobody is the Let me ask you something, Julius. Julius, be very honest with yourself. If you're very hungry and you get up first thing in the morning and you open your eyes, all of a sudden you've got lovely honey. Dripping with a little bit of toast. Hang on, (laughs) with a little bit of toast, and it drips in your mouth. Do you chew it and spit it out and go, Oh, I'm so honest. I'm not really going to be able to eat this honey. I will no, you, see, you see, the I'm problem, no, the don't problem is that. Let's be realistic when we come to with these issues. The politicians have No, Julius, Julius, I'm sorry, sorry yeah. let me say this. Julius. Yeah, George and then Julius, I'll come back to Russ and then no. Michael. Yeah. The system 
that these politicians have created have created people that are desperate. Hungry. When they, when, hungry and desperate. A hungry man is a desperate man. Thank you. Uh, and so Granted. at the end of the day, at the, no, let, let me finish. At the end of the day, when these people come back, because they created these desperate and hungry people, they know what, how to feed them in the short term that they need their help. And that is why I said what I said. Because... If you create a job and the person has 50 cities in his pocket, you telling him you're going to give him 50 cities for the vote, it's not going to matter because whatever you are offering, you have created the platform yes, for him to go get it. So why is he going to listen to you? Then now he wants to listen to your intentions for coming to power. But because they know they don't want people to start asking them the questions that need to be asked, create a system whereby people are broke, hungry, and desperate. And then when you go to them and you offer them that rice that they cannot afford to buy, then they will go ahead and take it rather than listening to what okay. thoughts you have for them. Good. Uh, let, let me hear from Julius now, and I'll come back to Russ and then Michael. Uh, yeah, Julius. Julius. There is anything to go <laughs> from what you said. The point you are making is that... The yeah, Ras, give me a second. Let's briefly hear uh, Julius and I'll come back to you, Ras. Uh, Julius, yes, please, go on. The point you're making is that the politician has created a cycle of poverty which they use to their advantage by giving the people crap and then the cycle continues. There is only one way to break this cycle and it comes back to people. And it comes it back, comes to, back to education. 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 Can I learn my point? Yeah, yeah, just a second. Let's let Julius, yes. The substantive point is by Ras. I'll come back to Ras. Yeah, Julius. It is the people who must get out of their ignorance. You see, if you listen to Ras, he made two points. The three points are ignorance and selfishness. The first point is if you are not ignorant, you would realize that this is a circle created by this person who is feeding you the crap. You find the what way is to stop what it. Is, what is, what's not? Julius, 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 one minute. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Julius, Julius, sorry. It's to make Julius. them realize that you're not going Ju- to take Yeah, yeah, yeah. George, Ju- 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 just a second. Let, let Julius land briefly. are the only problem in this country, and the people play no part in it. The cycle continues. Uh, How long can you keep telling me that the people will continue taking the crap the politician feeds them, and the cycle will continue if we don't make the people rise out of their ignorance? You must realize your worth. You must realize the importance of, of your vote. You must realize that if you make the politician realize the powerless without your mandate, he will not come back and feed you crap. If the politician then you take it. I just have what one question. Yeah. Okay. 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 George. 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 Julius and Force. Give me. Give me a second. Let me. Let me get uh, Ross to summarize his main point he was making, which triggered this uh, very interesting discussion. So, Ras, take it, and I'll come back to Michael. Ras. Thanks, Evans. I mean, the crux of the matter is that we've got to educate the citizenry, okay? That is exceedingly crucial. And and this education would have to come from our homes and our school systems. That is number one. The NPC would have to be up and doing, really and truly. And um, obviously, the, the media has a huge role to play in informing and educating the public. You know, the, the, the sad reality is that um, it's, a, it's a cycle that is not going away until we seriously wake up and say that, look, enough is enough. Let's clean up the system. You know, let's ensure that by the next election cycle, 
we wouldn't have instances of vote buying. How do we do this? You can get this done through plays, in the media, through drama, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, um, you know, in English because some of our citizens are, you know, local language speakers. So organize drama in the respective local communities. Let them, you know, dramatize it. You know, let 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 these actors and actresses drum home, you know, the evil of having instances where you know people would have to sell their votes for as little as 50 cities. I'll give you a typical example. When I ran in the last primary, we just ended. We had a little over 900 delegates in Kumbungu. I visited about 700 delegates in their respective homes, right? Whereas somebody was just sitting there only to come in last minute and say, look, I know what you guys want. It's the money you want, and I would outspend whoever is running against me. And outspends whoever is running against him and wins the primary. So come next year, you're gonna have the same cycle where people would sit back, not do any work, and then you know would go and buy votes. And for me, that is really, really dangerous for our democracy. We are currently on the cusp, you know, of having on our hands a situation where drug barons would determine flag flag bearers and members of parliament and you know, assemblymen and women, you know, mm -hmm. and the sooner all of us rose up to the challenge. I mean, it's, it's not a work of politicians alone. Like um, 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 John Henry Clark said, that powerful people would never educate powerless people in what it means to take away the power from them. That the powerful people would be to remain in power forever. So you don't That's expect all. the politician, you know, who who is enabled by corruption to deal with you know issue of campaign financing they won't deal with it the politicians know the system is messed up you know and they are right on this messed up system to get elected into 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 government but it would take a certain level of activism a certain level of citizen participation which will require the involvement of the media really and truly you know um to be up and doing to dedicate more airtime to informing and educating, you know, people on some of these um, uh, bad practices. But I also think the political parties, not individuals, but the political parties as institutions have a major role to play. I mean, if you reduce your electoral college to say nine delegates per branch or, you know, a polling station, yes. I mean, it's easier for anybody with with a bag of money to come and, you know, uh, buy delegates. But if you make it impossible for people to buy, I'll give a typical example. In 2015, when I ran, you know, my first primary in Kumbungu, there were 18,000 delegates in Kumbungu. I mean, it's not possible, you know, for anyone to bribe 18,000 delegates. But if you reduce that number to, uh, to under 1,000, then it becomes easier for somebody to go in thousand or thousand five hundred per delegates and win an election mm. you know so the, the the political parties would have to make serious commitment and that would require for the media to put a lot of pressure you know on the political parties to make serious commitments yeah i mean very interesting suggestions i want to hear from michael now michael you've been dealing with this for a while uh, what are some of the proposals you're making 
to try and address this going into the elections of next year? Well, Evans, I think that uh, we we've heard a lot, and then and and we have also tried to locate the the who is at fault. Uh, it is sad because you see, in this discourse, if you focus on locating who uh, is at fault, uh, you may miss it. The reality is that. If you look at the Article 1 of our Constitution, it provides the citizens with the sovereignty and power. However, instead of delegating that power to politicians, citizens are opted to sell the power. Now, having sold the power, they are weakened by the, their ability to demand accountability. But the interesting part of it all is that the role that the, the pol political uh, parties or political figures play is, 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 is unlawful. So why, wh how do you cure unlawfulness? This is where the institution comes in. Interestingly, we all, we've all had education, but we've placed the education on the part of, of, of the media. No, the media will play their role, but all the accountability institutions, plus the EC, have a, an a, a educational role as well. They have a mandate to also educate the public. That is where they have failed. One, they have failed in ensuring that you know the citizens are well educated and are well informed they have failed in ensuring enforcing compliance of the laws of or electoral laws so if there is any prescription one the accountability institutions and law enforcement institutions must be up and doing they must enforce the laws of, of, of compliance electoral laws and then ensure that they comply with the laws and where they fail to comply they hit where it, it hurts the most where the law provides for criminal sanctions, they, they are sanctioned criminal, administrative sanctions, they evoke it. That is a, that is one way to look at it. Once they do that, then they we, uh, when they engage in public education, it will work. Which then, because the efforts of the media, civil society, is only to support the work that public institutions are supposed to do. It is not to take away the work, the education that they are supposed to do. We are only complementing what they are supposed to do. So if you put the blame squarely on media and civil society, you miss it. The, 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 the public institutions have our taxes to educate the citizens and change them from their being susceptible to influences and being gullible. It is no excuse that because I left my door open, you can rob me. If you rob me, you have committed a criminal offense. The law must deal with you. But you would also come around and educate me to lock, lock my doors. That is how that it's going to work. If you say that we are going to in, uh, educate citizens and they would stop taking uh, uh, offers from politicians, no, they won't. Insofar as politicians are left off the hook, uh, uh, if one stops, the other will pay, and they will pay more. And so insofar as they continue to outdo themselves in the payment, they will continue to pay and continue to pay higher. One good thing is that it is because becoming it's beginning to hurt them because it's becoming very expensive for uh, 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 to get into power or, or to prosecute electoral campaigns, and therefore we can leverage on the on the pain the uh, the politicians are suffering through the education. But then we also encourage the law enforcement agencies to also do the needful. Fascinating indeed yeah. and fascinating and I just m must indicate that a Centre for Democratic Development is doing a fantastic work trying to put all this together. Riding on the pain 
that uh, Michael talks about because they acknowledge that the pain is there and maybe the politicians themselves they are they are the point where they would caving um, uh, to listening to proposals that will fix the campaign financing law and open the space up for some proper remedies uh, and and Ethel you started off by focusing and I think Michael has taken you there as well that institutions matter in, in fixing this problem and so if you're isolating any particular institution which one will you isolate I, I would um, isolate the electoral commission and its um, affiliate bodies and then the political parties themselves. Of course, this is not to say that people are not uh, at, have zero percent blame, but I think that the institutions um, have a bigger um, role to play in making sure that the people get to the point where they can make educated um, decisions. And I, I am always a believer that if we strengthen um, institutions, people will fall in line, will build culture that encourages people to behave in the way we want. Also, um, one thing that I would just like to give an example, the last politician who said anything that I actually believed in was Baumia. And like years down the line, he can't say, he probably can't say anything right now that I'll believe, I'll believe him. We don't have a way of holding our politicians accountable for things. So we've all decided that, well, whatever the person says, he won't do it. And so we want to get what we can get now because the promise he has made for us in the future is not very viable. And so that also creates a, this dynamic of yes, right now because we can't, there's no way to hold people accountable except at the election box, which is not a very good uh, way of running an, a, um, um, a democracy. So, like no, I said, ways, actually, I uh, to stop you in the tracks, but there are ways to. Um you know, hold them accountable, petitions, you know, um, civil, you know, uh, uh, protests, you know. Um, yes. You know, so, these are all things that are... So I would tell you that I've, I've been on quite a few protests in Ghana and most of the protests that I've gone have been at the danger of my well-being. Where uh, I remember going to one and being hit by a water cannon, um, by the police, which is not very good for my health. If every time, every time there is protest, even peaceful protest, you see heavily armed security there. It does not create a, a, um, a conducive area a for you to environment for yeah. people to be able to protest. So I wouldn't say people should. But, be able to but, but, but we don't, we don't, we don't, that, we don't stop protesting. We don't, we, we don't, we have, don't, to stop. Stop. We, we don't have to stop. Sorry, Russ. Uh, sorry, Efo. Let me hear force and then I'll come back to George and then end with Julius. The, 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 reason, the reason I'm a bit particular about the media is, in the, I'll, I'll use the UK as an example. In the UK, when a politician is what we, that's what we call a blunder, the media houses call them up and they ask to put them on point. The media houses in Ghana have turned themselves into, and I don't know, I'm not naming any specific media house, they have, they've turned into yes people who actually listen to politicians and not really put real questions to them. Uh, for example, if the minister, if the, for example, Solar Breverman, our Home Secretary, um, had a speed, speeding fine and he actually tried to circumvent, BBC called her to come and answer questions and by law, she had to come and answer questions. And, and, and they, they actually called on, 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 on the Prime Minister to do something. The Prime Minister had to take charge. The media houses, it's about time they start bringing people to book. And this is why I said that the media houses, they take the lead. The people are going to feel empowered to actually ask the right questions because it, it doesn't fall onto the institutions alone. Yes, NCEC, the NEC, they have their role to play. EC has a role to play. 
EC is just one institution. They have budget. If you go into their concert, they have budget for media houses to support what they do. What are the media houses doing with those budgets when they're giving to them? Are they even giving them to them at all? That is my question. Yeah, interesting question there, but uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, the EC will tell it different. Let's wrap it up now. Uh, George, briefly, and then and Julius. George? It means you're not getting that money. George, George, let me hear you very briefly. You just have a couple of minutes, and I want to hear Julius as well. George, what, what solution would you recommend? I mean, you, you, you've experienced um, it in Georgia. Um, what, how growing, does it work then? Gro- growing up, I remember 6.30 p.m. every night, there was adult education in Akan, adult education in Gangwe, and it was um, during those times that I used to watch Akolao Kohen, because Kuwaba, they were trying to teach us to stay away from drugs and things like that and bad influences. That was good civic ed- education that was being passed on at a time that they knew that families were going to be together by the TV, trying to have a little family time. I don't know now what kind of... Oh um, my goodness, it's Kukumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 thank you, George, and thank you, Force, I, I, for that suggestion. There. Let me take a quick 30 seconds from Julius. Uh, Julius, give me your take. What's your proposal for dealing with the challenge? I agree with all the commentaries on the role of the media. It's important that the media does its job. But once again, um, family values are important. It's high time we taught people honesty. It's high time we taught people some integrity. If integrity is lacking in the home, it will be lacking in the community, it will be lacking in the region, and it will come all the way up to national. We can't keep up being very dishonest people ourselves and expect that we'll produce honest leadership. It doesn't happen anywhere. Okay, so this is a, a ground-up approach uh, to dealing with this. Uh, Julius, thank you very much. And many of you join us also with your thoughts. Uh, Papa, uh, talk to me. Great. So Nia Dote says that well, this is what you get when you have an illiterate and ethnocentric voter population with the constitution not translated into our local languages. It will be this way for a very long time. Lord, have mercy. Uh, this one from Kufi Esiri says, if this kind of vote buying is not nibbing the bad, a time is coming where people with illicit funds um, will take over our political space. This vote buying issue can only be solved when the state starts funding political parties. Thank you very much, um, Abusa Zilayo, for your message as well. Okay, a few of your thoughts there. Enjoy the rest of your evening, people. And thanks to all the connectors who joined. Uh, Michael, Falls, Raz, Julius, uh, Ethel, uh, and George, of course, who, who also joined us. Locker room is up next. Hello, I'm Lee.